Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan. All of us are afraid of death. Even those who have faith and believe in some afterlife of heaven and hell feel fear the end of our lives, at least to some degree. When faced directly with our own mortality and after going through the well-publicized five phases of grief, most fantasize about and possibly even do some pretty strange and irrational things. I guess we could call that a temporary loss of reason. There are members of our society, however, that routinely exhibit a total inability to assess facts and reach logical decisions, which is an integral part of their psychological pattern. In fact, that pathology forces them to propose solutions based on illogical emotion rather than the constitutional principles that protect individual freedoms. Since I expect that behavior from those folks, I'm not at all surprised that the solutions they desire are unworkable, irresponsible, arrogant, and designed to further their collectivist agenda to control the lives of others. Unfortunately, the threat of severe illness and possible death from the COVID-19 virus has caused many otherwise sensible people to lose the ability to think and act rationally. Without argument or deliberation, they quickly give up the constitutional rights that differentiate our nation from the dictatorships we condemn. As a result, America is no longer a constitutional republic. We have now become a pandemic dictatorship. The Constitution is the operating manual for the federal government. The Bill of Rights is the contract by which the federal government is required to protect and secure the enumerated rights of each sovereign state and of each one of its sovereign citizens. When our government and judicial system is allowed to unilaterally suspend individual freedoms and the due process requirements in the Bill of Rights to achieve a political agenda, we are no longer a nation of laws. We are, in fact, no better than the dictatorships, past and present, whose violations of human rights we now decry. The ends do not justify the means. Some of the enumerated rights now curtailed, restricted, or eliminated include free exercise of religion, freedom of speech, the right of people peaceably to assemble, 
the right to petition the government for redress of grievances, the protection of persons, houses, papers, and effects from unreasonable searches and seizures, the requirement of properly executed warrants for searches and seizures, the right not to be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury, and other rights to guarantee the accused a fair and equal opportunity to present his case, and the prohibition of excessive bail and cruel and unusual punishment. When it comes to securing our freedoms in the Bill of Rights, the Second Amendment is the most powerful and important tool that we the people possess. It is often said that without the Second Amendment, the rest of the Constitution is just words on paper. For that reason, our Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms is constantly in the crosshairs of the collectivist elite. After this commercial break, we will return with my guest on Freedom Forum Radio, Paul Vallone. Paul is the founder and president of Grassroots North Carolina, otherwise known as GRNC. GRNC is one of the most powerful advocates for the Second Amendment in our nation. So, listeners, we will be right back. Do you have eye problems? Ophthalmologist Dr. Dan Eichenbaum, a graduate of Yale Medical School and the Bascom Palmer Eye Institute, has the training and experience to give your precious eyes the expert care they need. Whether it's cataract surgery, macular degeneration, diabetic eye disease, or glaucoma, call Dr. Dan Eichenbaum, 828-837-5404 in Murphy or 706-745-9777 in Blairsville. Medicare and insurance accepted. Quality eye care, regardless of your ability to pay. This is Dr. Dan, and we're back with my guest, Paul Vallone, the founder and president of Grassroots North Carolina. And before I forget, their website is grnc.org. I want you to go to it. I want you to join up. Most importantly, contribute to their efforts. They defend our most important individual right, the right to keep and bear arms. You all know that guns in the hands of individual private persons is the biggest fear of every dictator. They know they're at risk when the population is armed. That's why GRNC is so very important. Go to their website, grnc.org, join up, and most importantly, they need help. They need you to contribute so their efforts can continue to defend the Second Amendment. Paul Vallone, you have been a guest on our program in the past, so welcome back to Freedom Forum Radio. Well, thank you very much for having me, sir. I appreciate it. I want to get to some of the past accomplishments of GRNC and your current legislative efforts. But first, tell us, how did you get started with GRNC? (laughs) Well, back in uh, 1994, when uh, they were debating the so-called assault weapon ban, I became uh, suitably outraged and started looking around for any organization that was conducting a rally for the Second Amendment, because at that point in time, I still believe rallies were an effective means of political change. 
I know better now. But uh, at that point, I found a group in uh, Ohio calling themselves the Committee of 1776, and they said, yes, we're holding coordinated rallies in state capitals across the United States leading up to a national rally in Washington. The state rallies will occur on the 4th of July weekend. This was, uh, oh, about the beginning of June. And so I said, uh, oh, that's great. Who's organizing the rally in North Carolina? And they said, you are. So uh, with 30 days, we put together a rally that uh, put uh, roughly 1,000 people on the Capitol steps. We had the wherewithal to take uh, names and addresses and use that as the mailing list to begin building a gun rights organization. We incorporated uh, Grassroots North Carolina as a 501c4. We've got uh, related uh, political action committees. Um, and uh, we've pretty much been uh, kicking tail since. Um, the bottom line with Grassroots North Carolina is that we are exactly what the name implies, an, an entirely volunteer organization of like-minded people who share a common concern that our constitutionally guaranteed freedoms are being eroded. Um, we've been active in the gun rights movement uh, since uh, 1994 and have passed uh, our original concealed handgun bill. Um, we've passed preemption, statewide firearm preemption. We've passed uh, range protection laws. We've passed concealed handgun reciprocity laws, castle doctrine, stand your ground, the bypass that uh, allows at least some people to bypass the need for our Jim Crow era pistol purchase permit laws, uh, some limited campus carry, restaurant carry, and a variety of other things. So uh, we like to think um, that uh, we've been uh, pretty effective over the last uh, 26 years. Well, Paul, it's obvious from your accomplishments that Grassroots North Carolina has been very effective. Uh, I don't even think it's somewhat effective. A lot of the freedoms that have been restored to the people, uh, certainly in North Carolina, which is where I live uh, and where you live, uh, certainly those Second Amendment rights that you have regained for us, and I say regained because in the Constitution it says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, the four most important words in the Second Amendment, shall not be infringed. The second most important part is the period at the end of those words. It's not shall not be infringed as long as the Supreme Court says it's okay. Uh, so you have been very, very effective. And again, grnc.org, please go help help GRNC uh, keep us keep us free. So from all of these experiences, Paul, what is the lesson? How do you best affect political change? Well, um, we use a grassroots mobilization model um, to uh, steal from the late uh, Senator Everett Dirksen. When they feel the heat, they see the light. We uh, essentially maximize our core constituency of supporters by not re requiring people who respond to our email alerts to be members. We want people to respond first. Uh, if they like us, yes, of course we want their membership. But first and foremost, we need their input. So we direct intense grassroots input at particular legislators or committees or, in some cases, corporations, all with the intent that, uh, as I say, when they feel the heat, they see the light. We have found that it works very effectively. And um, the grassroots mobilization model has enabled us to pass any number of pieces of legislation over the uh, past couple of decades. What do you feel is the most effective way 
to get that message to the people who are actually voting, in this case, in Raleigh? Well, we've used a variety of uh, fairly sophisticated um, communications techniques. At one point, we were uh, data mining against lists to produce a list of 425,000 gun-owning voters. We did email appends um, so that we could begin to reach those people. Um, I mean, we do, when it comes to uh, elections, we do independent expenditures from our federally registered political action committee that use a variety of communications techniques, email, of course, the website, of course, but also Facebook advertising. Uh, I hate to say it, but I'm one of those purveyors of awful robocalls. Uh, I'm afraid uh, as much as some people don't like them, the fact is there's no other way to reach people for four cents apiece. Uh, we also do uh, some text messaging. We do uh, radio spots uh, when uh, when appropriate in certain selected races. So uh, basically, uh, we operate more efficiently than the vast majority of organizations because we don't pay Wayne LaPierre $1.1 million a year. We don't have fancy offices. And because we're all volunteer, every dime we get goes toward defending people's rights. I think that's a really important message because you operate lean and mean. Uh, you don't have the overhead of the major organizations that are always in the news. And I think that's one of the reasons you can be so effective, really, with so little. Um, you know, one of the things that certainly we have been aware of in North Carolina is uh, we have elected a Republican majority, uh, and actually we had a supermajority. Uh, for the last several years, and yet it seems to me that after some successes, uh, some of those people that we worked so hard to put in office seem to have gotten some cold feet. Has that been your uh, your idea or experience as well? Yeah, I couldn't agree more, actually. Um, unfortunately, what, uh, what I teach in legislative tactics seminars is that um, when the party that is in power develops inertia. Uh, the best way to stay in power is not to tick people off. The best way to not tick people off is not to do anything oftentimes. And so I have actually had better results uh, working with legislatures that were narrowly divided with a narrow conservative majority than I did um, legislators that had a supermajority of even Republicans. Uh, and I'm, I'm afraid the Republicans, to a certain extent, are in, in North Carolina, are undermining their own chances of maintaining control of the General Assembly by failing to deliver for the constituents as they previously promised. And so I am very concerned for the 2020 elections for a variety of reasons, including the fact that, like Virginia, the Eric Holder and his National Democratic Redistricting Committee have sued against our political districts and forced redistricting that is for more favorable to Democrats. Uh, then combine that with the fact that Michael Bloomberg intends to spend $60 million. Now forget his presidential bid. Michael Bloomberg intends to spend $60 million on a variety of states, including North Carolina, and uh, uh, to basically turn us blue. That combined with Eric Holder's sue till their blue campaign is a real threat to us in November. Well, that's uh, that's been obvious to us. I mean, you know, all of us who follow this, all of us who are, are concerned 
about the character of North Carolina, the uh, the concerned about how the legislature will be composed. Uh, we have noticed that people uh, that we did send with who had promised to do certain things have not fulfilled those promises. And I agree with you, uh, Paul Valone, that um, if you promise people that you're going to do certain things when you get elected and you get elected and then you fail to to do what you promised, I think voters tend to want to get rid of you or they they just turn into voters who don't show because they say, what difference does it make? I worked my butt off for this guy last time, and he promised to do ABC, and instead of doing that, he didn't. So why should I bother this time? So I think you're right. Not only between Eric Holder and Michael Bloomberg, that's one arm of the, aggr- of the aggressive uh, collectivists, but I think we are going to face, or the Republicans will face in North Carolina, a certain amount of inertia that comes from them after being elected, they did not follow through. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's why we're, in the 2020 elections, we're gearing up. We have a project we call Remember in November, uh, by which we distribute uh, up to 150,000 voter guides to gun-owning voters. Uh, we are doing that uh, effort uh, with particular emphasis this year, and uh, we will also be extremely active with our political action committee in uh, in selected races. Um, so uh, the Remember in November voter guide basically is a uh, AAA guide to political candidates. It lets you know which candidates, uh, where where each candidate in the state stands on on the gun issue. And so uh, it's been very effective, not only in allowing voters to identify who really supports their rights, but also, quite frankly, during the legislative season, uh, legislators who know they will be evaluated during the election season tend to vote with us, even if they don't necessarily support us. So the voter guide sounds to me like an excellent idea. How does one go about getting them? How do you distribute them? Well, for starters, they can st- sign up at uh, grnc.org and sign up for email alerts. Um, once again, we don't require membership for that. Um, and um, we will put the voter guide out to those people as well as mailing them to members. And we also actually distribute a lot of them through civic organizations. If they contact me at president at grnc.org, president at grnc.org, I can put put them in touch uh, with our coordinator, who is responsible for distributing voter guides through civic organizations. Could be, you know, the uh, the VFW or uh, gun clubs or you know a variety of other groups, and we'll send you 50 or 100 voter guides to get out. Now, obviously, the voter guides won't be out until uh, fall, but um, but uh, if they contact us right now, we'll get their name on a list and uh, get them set up to get voter get voter guides. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Choctaw! Oh, 
Well, I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I played the hoochie-coochie man I get joy in everything Everything, everything Everything gonna be all right this morning Talking about on Conahita Street in Murphy, WJRB, Young Harris, Blairsville, Murphy, Blue Ridge, and the majestic North Georgia Mountains.